Thanks for listening to the Praise Family of Churches podcast. We have physical buildings throughout Oregon, including Monmouth, McMinnville, and Mitchell, but our community extends around the world. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website online at praise.family. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Behind the Message, a podcast where we go deeper into what was preached on Sunday and the series as a whole. Uh, I'm your host, Morgan, and with me in studio today, I have Joe, who preached on Sunday, uh, and Keenan, who is joining us again. That's me. Um, So we started a new series this past Sunday, um, and it's called Loving Like Jesus, and it's a year-long series that we're going through the book of John. So I just wanted to get a little bit more information from you, Joe, about why we decided to do this series and why a year and why the book of John, (laughs) things like that. Well, let me think why. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was probably just it. We've been in the Old Testament for a long time and we needed a dose of New Testament. And uh, the Gospel of John is a great, a great book. So we... uh, we just talked about it, and uh, Mackenzie Brown said, hey, I found a 52 weeks of the Gospel of John. So we thought, oh, oh, okay, let's go for it. <laughs> so we thought we'd stay there and just do it. Because it's uh, loving like Jesus, and uh, ugh, we're just in a time where we need to learn how to do that. How's that? <laughs> That's a good answer. I like it. Um, yeah, so starting... This past Sunday, we went through John chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, I believe. Is that right? Correct. 5. Um, and you kind of broke down each individual verse, um, which I really liked. And so the first verse is talking about um, the Word. And that was actually super interesting for me because, like, I always knew that the Word meant Jesus, but I never understood, like, why, like, what was the why was he called the word? Isn't that true? It's a crazy thing. Yeah. And then you explained it on Sunday and I was just like, oh my gosh, that's beautiful. I love oh. that. So can you just explain again for those who maybe sure. who missed it? A word uh, that escaped, he's called the word of God, mm-hmm. which means the expression of God, which is um, if I'm going to say something to you, it starts with a feeling and emotion and then it escapes me and I communicate it to you. It's a word that I give you. And so Jesus is that from God. Mm-hmm. He's just an, he's the idea of what God's heart is all about. So yeah. that's, I just thought it was, I was just kind of meditating on what is a word? How does it happen that we speak? And uh, it doesn't just, words don't just come off our our lips, it starts with a feeling, starts with a thought, starts with a, something inside of us. And then we think, ah, I got to say this. So that's what a word is. So I, I <laughs> when it says Jesus is the word of God, I thought, mm-hmm. whoa, that's kind of cool. It blows my mind because it's like he's the expression of what God wants to say to us. Yeah, I really loved that. Um, it was very insightful for me because like I said I always like I knew that it was referring to Jesus but I never understood why so 
I really appreciated it and enjoyed that in your sermon this week. It it did a great job of tying together kind of like all these abstract concepts that we have, I think, of like the separation and the Godhead, like coexisting with these concepts of like time and space. And you did such a great job of narrowing it down to uh, a piece of humanity or or I guess really a piece of a piece of God that's within humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I liked it. Thanks. Uh, I don't know where we're going next, but do I have Go a second to expand? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not really a notes guy. I don't really take notes or anything. But as you were as you were talking about that, like I, I whipped out my phone, like I got to write this down. And um, going along with uh, uh, the word being the expression of 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 God, and and that being Jesus, um, I it's sort of this this round analogy came to mind of. Um, like uh, 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 whereas the word would be like a reflection of God's character or it would be a reflection of the of the creativity or an expression rather mm-hmm. um, that that love is the reflection of that of his light and so uh, when you think of God as being light and then we are the creation just like how light reflects off of um, like there'd be no there would be no color if there weren't anything for light to reflect off of, true, mm-hmm. you know, and so we are the creation that God's light reflects off of. And we have the ability to, instead of reflect color, we reflect love. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. love is the, is the reflection of God on his creation. Mm. And here's a part where you get to tell me why that's theologically wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're so off base. No, no, that's right on Keenan. I think that's, I think that's that's the simplistic. I, I think we get too complicated with it, mm-hmm. and I think we have to just realize that mm. uh, God wanted to express how He feels, and Jesus came. Yeah. So then, now we have that to deal with. That's how God feels about <laughs> us. Okay, He loves us, taught us to love other people without strings, and just to love and without uh, judgment. So anyway, that's that was important to me. And uh, just the fact that um, we can so often get just so wrapped up in, I don't know, so-called deep theology Mm -hmm. about God, when all we have to do is just kind of look, oh, this is God's expression to us. This is the word of God. This is Jesus. So John John the, uh, the disciple of Jesus really just, knew that about him and mm-hmm. knew that he was he was a pure expression of God. So that's why he started out the whole gospel, just saying, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. And then it was like, whoa. So <laughs> kind of blew me away, so I just kind of thought, well, I'll just take that to the sermon and see what happens. Yeah. Well, when you learn something, it's definitely something you should share with the rest of us. So. I'm so needing to learn a lot more. It's just the way it is. And then you know, I talked about, you know, when I told Lila I loved her, um, and that moment of truth where I said, I think I love you. And it was like, ooh, when you make that kind of commitment to another individual, it's like you can't go backwards. It's like you put it out there, and then you're expecting a response. It's like, oh, so I said, I think I love you. And she said, I think I love you too. <laughs> Did she roll her eyes like that too? <laughs> Which was really great. And, and I'm not that good at explaining. In fact, 
on the phone, if I was with somebody and they were hearing me talk to Lila, she'd say, I love you. And I'd say, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know. I was too afraid to just come out and say it. It was just a scary moment, you know. But because it's such a big deal to express that you love. And that's what God did when he said, Jesus, he hmm. expressed his love to us. Yeah. And it was such a big deal of putting it out there. And so when... When we're in that moment, it demands a response. And that's what I tried to get across to people Sunday is that when I said, I love you to Lila, I was waiting for her to respond back mm. and to not say anything right away. It was like crickets. I need, I need, and <laughs> one of our uh, community group gatherings around that, uh, the, the wife of the husband said she said i said i love you first and he said i like you a lot (laughs) (laughs) wrong answer it took months to get over that yeah (laughs) but now it's a joke for them every valentine's day he writes her a a note and then says i like you a lot (laughs) (laughs) but it's it's just all words Mm -hmm. what comes out of our hearts the main thing Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the second point that you had is Jesus is creative and powerful, mm-hmm. um, and you were tying that a lot. Well, at least I felt it was connecting a lot with um, the forest fires and things that are happening around mm-hmm. right now. And um, I really enjoyed the fact that, like, you were bringing in the fact that like beauty comes out of destruction and like god created it all and like he has it all in the palm of his hand and like you know it's it's in his control um and if he created it at the beginning of time he like he can recreate it you know he can make it so that it regrows and it's just as beautiful as it ever was before it's one thing i've noticed is the ability to uh heal that God has built into creation. Uh, I had a couple of surgeries in the last five years. Open heart surgery, prostate cancer surgery, and gallbladder surgery. So three of them. Um, and the doctor, after my heart surgery, he said something interesting to me, the surgeon. He came in and said, well, okay, well, I, I carved you up and did a lot of damage, <laughs> so now we'll need God to heal you. Hmm. And I thought, hmm, that's true. He opened me up, <laughs> fixed my valve, and then closed me up, sewed it together with some wire, and then, okay, now we need some healing. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, if you cut your hand, it starts to heal right away. Yeah, It's just how God has created creation. Um, and then we're talking about fires, and I understand that. It's devastating for people mm-hmm. to lose homes and buildings and acres and acres of forest and animals and lives and so i don't want to minimize it but um, my wife's grandpa in 1933 was involved in communicating to the loggers in the tillamook forest to get out of the woods because it was so dry and the west i'm sorry the east wind was blowing and it was dry just like the conditions were lately in oregon Mm -hmm. and when he went up there to tell them they drug up a log across another log and the and the friction was so it burst into flames 
and it started a fire that one that 500 billion board feet. I don't know if you can comprehend that, but that's like way more than anything has ever burned. It burned in just a few days and it was like, oh, ashes fell on ships 500 miles out in the ocean. And so there was so much consumed, old growth forests, huge trees that have been mm -hmm. hundreds of years old burned in just a short period of time. But now, uh, this was 1933, and now in 2021, or 20, <laughs> I guess I was going to year. <laughs> um, Wishful thinking, right? Yeah. <laughs> that forest is the most productive forest that there is in the Northwest because the new growth it just took off. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to just remember that God has created creation with a capacity to heal and to transform itself after these times. Mm -hmm. so. And I think that um, it's also important to remember that like that healing doesn't happen overnight. No. Like, it's a process. Yep. And um, I actually, I was listening to another podcast, Pastors in Quarantine. Yeah. And um, one of the guys on there, and I'm not quoting it exactly, but he said something like, um, during this time of, you know, the fires and all the help that's going out to the people that are being affected, um, the like the emergency help and um, workers and stuff, they'll be there for the next few weeks, but the church and the community will be there for the next 10 years. Yeah. And so it's important to remember that, like, this seems like a, it is a really big deal right now. Sure. But the healing doesn't happen, you know, just over the next month. It's going to be a long process. Mm -hmm. And having that, the connection of, you know, the community and the church in those places is going to make a huge difference over the next few years. Yep. So. We have to be there for the long haul. Mm -hmm. mm. So. Yeah. It's like uh, planting a new garden. You know, it's like once, once, once the, once the, once, once your plants have been established and they've grown for a while, if you miss watering it for a day or something like that, <laughs> probably going to be okay. But like when you very first put those seeds in the ground and you've, you've worked the ground and you've, uh, you know, you put your little markers on there so you don't mow over it with the lawnmower and, and you're going out there every single day and watering them just the right amount, you know, you go one, two, three, four. And it's like, <laughs> this is, gives us the opportunity to, um, I think it gives us the opportunity to avoid the dangers of complacency or the dangers of, um, you know, kind of being like, oh, well, it's okay. It'll be all right if we don't water it today, you know. True. And when you think about the growth that happens in the first, like, two months of your new plant, you know, it's so much more substantial than maybe, you yep. know, a month or two down the road. So true. It's New hard garden. though. I never want, I never like starting things from seeds. Like I'm like, no, I just, I just want it to be pretty and like look like it's alive already. So I like to buy plants that are already like growing yeah. <laughs> and then I can just transplant them to bigger pots. Yeah. <laughs> Take the easy way out. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, um, when we start thinking about creation and the power that's in life, as it grows and reproduces. I think that's really important. I, I understand the responsibility that we should have on caring for the creation. God has put it in our hands. Mm -hmm. We should be careful about that. Um, my dad was a, a, what I would call a conservationist farmer. 
he understood the value of taking care of the land because if you take care of the land, the land will take care of you. Mm -hmm. Forest uh, workers, loggers, and different people, they take care of the forest, so the forest takes care of them. It's just you have this long-term view of it Mm -hmm. instead of like, I just want to get all the wood and take it now uh, for myself. That's, Mm -hmm. That's not, that's very short sighted. So as we enter into this uh, and we start working in cooperation with the creator uh, of this world and how he has created the world to repair itself, uh, then we get it and understand that, oh, okay, the creator, God, is wanting us to stay in step with him and, and uh, see what we can do to help uh, manage maintain develop all the things that god has for us so it's a it's it's not like god gets to do it alone or we do it alone it's a partnership mm-hmm. that we have to take care of i don't know so it's like gardening <laughs> it's like gardening you can't just you know throw seeds out there you gotta get out there and water it and do your job so yeah. you know uh people work together generally better with other people as well I wonder if sometimes, I don't know, it just was, boop, came into my head. I wonder if sometimes we forget that we are actually more like God than not like God. You know, we think of them as being this kind of this scary, out there force that we don't know anything about. Mm -hmm. And it's like if we're, you know, if we're supposed to be an expression of him or share characters with him. Or or made in his image. Made in his image. We're, we're it's probably stands to reason we're more like him than not. True. (laughs) You know? So we have these issues that need to be worked out. Uh, mm-hmm. Love, anger, emotions that come out of us. That's kind of what I was trying to get at Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is the expression of God's heart. So, Well, and um, as us as human beings, um, being like God, that kind of re- connects with the last point that you had on Sunday is that Jesus is the light. And we reflect his light. Um, You were talking about like um, we're the moon that just reflects his beauty and his light to the rest of the world. Um, And then you were also talking about um, the light shines brighter than the darkness, even when we can't see it. Um, And I really liked that point because, again, you were sort of connecting it to like the smoke and stuff that we're dealing with right now is that. The sun and the light is still there, even though like we can't see it. There's something in the way, but that yeah. doesn't mean that it's any less like powerful right. than any other day. Like it's he's still there. He's still just as powerful, even though like in our darkness, in our moment of despair, we maybe can't see it at this time. Yeah, boy, this is a a smoky time, <laughs> <laughs> and we're covered up with a bunch of smoke. And- and the lights are weird. Mm-hmm. That's not to say it's all smoke and mirrors, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not all smoke and mirrors. But, you know, we have to trust that the light is above that. Mm-hmm. And we're just in this time. And everybody I've talked to says, oh, I can't wait until the smoke clears. Because then we'll, I just want a sunny day or I just mm-hmm. want a rainy day. I don't mm-hmm. care any day as long as I don't have smoke in between me and the the rest of the atmosphere <laughs> and you yeah. watch the weatherman they say this is a model of smoke uh we're not used to that so there's just smoke covering the whole northwest yeah that's what i've been seeing yeah. it's crazy i know and but 
we know that the sun is up there. I love sitting in my hot tub in case you didn't. <laughs> and every night I sit in my hot tub and look for the moon. Lately, I haven't seen the moon. But when I do see the moon, it's just amazing because I realize the sun is shining past the earth. It's dark out in our part of the earth, but it's shining and hitting the moon and then reflecting. It's totally light out. It's, all, it's like, wow. I can see the craters in the moon. I can, but I just see that this, this, basically lifeless body that's rotating around the Earth, is being hit by the light of the sun and turns into this reflection, and it kind of is what we are. We're reflectors of of the light of God. We're not, we're not the light originally, mm-hmm. but we can reflect it. You know, the, the cool thing about that and why I think that's so important is that like, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of struggled lately with this feeling of like, um, you know, if, uh, like what, what realms does God control in my life? What realms are like, where, where does my control stop and his mm-hmm. control starts, you know, and just sort of learning about that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really easy, um, especially in a time of prosperity or something when you when you do receive something to be like oh man i just worked so hard for that and mm-hmm. you know look what i just did and everything but i think about times where i have experienced like dramatic generosity from other people mm-hmm. you know i remember uh, uh some good friends of my parents own a hostel out in baker city um uh corinne and her husband uh vector i believe anyway they have this great old school that they converted into a hostel and they're doing all these awesome uh, like communities, uh, projects and things like that. And, uh, uh, the U joints and my sidekick blew up like three quarters <laughs> of the way outside of, uh, uh, Baker city. And it was like 12 in the, you know, it was basically midnight. Oh, and geez. so they let me, uh, you know, they let me come and stay and use their whole parking lot. Uh, they made me food and brought me hot tea <laughs> Ooh, and now we're talking. drove me to the park store <laughs> Uh, you know, gave me uh, dry clothes. It had been raining the whole time, so Ooh. they gave me dry clothes to drive home in. And, nice. You know, it was just so much more... Uh, you felt the love from that. Mm-hmm. You bet. You know, you feel the love when it comes through a reflection. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Well said, Keenan. You mm-hmm. you feel it, and it, it radiates to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. That's it's like when you sit next to a nice, warm campfire. <laughs> You know, and you just feel that radiant heat as opposed to like, you know, like the heater in your car and it's just blowing like warm air on you, you know. I love wood heat. There's nothing better. Nothing better. No, it just radiates to you and penetrates your Mm. cold bones. (laughs) If you know, you know. Yep. Wood heat is almost here. It's almost season for it. So, yeah, well, I don't know. Can't really do that right now, though, with all the fires and smoke and everything. You don't want to make any more, right? People are a little sick of fire right now, so we shouldn't yeah. talk about that. Maybe not. Uh, so we can jump into the discussion questions that we sure. had for Sunday. Um, so our first question was, what creative miracle do you need today? Hmm. So I know a lot of people in my group, we were talking about you know, rain or sure. something, you know, to help with the fires mm-hmm. um, and just to help the communities that have been affected by these fires. Um, that was a pretty big talking point for us. Yeah. When I was, 
our group that was talking that question through, a teacher was a teacher of special needs kids with autism, and they're so lonely. Uh, and so she said, it's not necessarily the legal thing to do, but I've been stopping by their houses and asking them if they'd like to go for a ride with me. And so I take him for a ride in the car mm-hmm. and talks to them one-to-one. Um, there's, I think the creative miracle she said I needed was that, that God would show us how to reach the hurt and the, this, disconnected people during this time. Mm. And she she said, we really need to figure this out. And we really are kind of looking for answers mm. for that. So that was her prayer. I thought, wow, what a unselfish prayer yeah. to pray that God would show us how to reach people that are feeling disconnected, especially the, the most vulnerable, the people that don't understand it, their mm-hmm. special needs, they just don't know why they can't stay in contact with people or they, go outside or yeah to the socialization store is or, a big deal for mm-hmm. them and, and then to have that is seriously a, a big deal mm-hmm. so so we're praying for her to find creative ways to uh to make the impact she needs to make with those students but mm-hmm. that was in that group that i was in so so anyway there's a lot of creative miracles. The fact that God is the creator really helps me. I, <laughs> I need some answers here. And so you're going to have to make something out of nothing. Yeah. Well, and he can. Sure. And does all the time. Yeah. Yep. It takes faith and on our part yep. for it to happen, though, sometimes. So. Yeah. Or just faith on our part to see it. Mm. So, mm, that's, yeah. that's the ticket. <laughs> Sometimes we, it's there, we just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's the ticket, but maybe it is. <laughs> I like it either way. <laughs> I like it too. <laughs> I'm just speaking as an old guy. Sometimes <laughs> things go by me. I look back and say, whoa, God, you were doing that all the time. And I didn't mm. see it. You know, uh, what I was just thinking, like my, if I, if I, you know, if she looked at me when, after this question was asked, I was like, oh, <laughs> um, but I was like, man, the, like the best thing ever, a creative miracle. How about a miracle I'm not expecting? How about a miracle I, I have no idea to see coming? Sure. And, you know, that's totally what you're saying is that's probably already happened today, but it's getting in the perspective mm-hmm. of being able to have the faith to see what's been happening Ooh. or not what happened, whatever yeah. the the right way to say that is well Mm -hmm. hebrews 11 says faith is a substance of things not seen so uh sometimes we think oh i gotta get our faith going before we see it but sometimes we need to get our faith going so we can see it Mm -hmm. so i don't know there's a lot to think about there (laughs) (laughs) um the second question we had was how can you reflect the light of jesus in a dark world this week Oh boy. Be nice. <laughs> There's something something uh, so uh, underrated about being nice. Mm-hmm. You know, you run into somebody that's super nice to you. It's like, breath of fresh air. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I just want to be that for somebody else, not be the, the person who's like always needing the fresh air. <laughs> I like to be the fresh air for somebody. <laughs> I don't know. It's like uh, there's a guy who waits on me at a gas station I go to, and he's just so great. How you doing? 
one day. It's all good. I said, How'd you? Oh, I'm almost done with work. And I just, you know, he's just, just got such a fun uh, outlook on life, and he just perks me up. So it's like, hmm. And I think that's his. Yeah, I think he thinks that's his mission, is to mm-hmm. just make people feel better. And that's a great calling. Mm-hmm. So I think more people need to do that. Yeah. Well, that was one thing that we talked about in my small group too was. Um, just to be present with people that are being affected by mm-hmm. everything that's going on right now. And it's just, you know, give some of your, your time, a little bit of your energy, um, just to sort of be with someone. It doesn't take any money or anything like that. It just takes, you know, a little bit of empathy. Um, and uh, one of the people in our group was even just like, you know, I'm super thankful for all of you in the group right here (laughs) and he was like you guys are reflecting the light of jesus right now and um so i that was really encouraging to hear as well Mm -hmm. yeah uh easier said than done (laughs) yeah (laughs) we are very selfish (laughs) well you know when smoke hits uh we look at the smoke uh we forget about the light and Mm -hmm. we forget about all the things we have, we start talking about the things that we don't have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My daughter sent me a text of a picture of Portland, and it was just so gloomy, and the the sun was just like a, looked like a little disc, a little gray disc in the mm-hmm. sky. And I just said back to her, "It looks like the sun is trying to peek through." <laughs> she goes that is so typical <laughs> you're looking at the bright side optimistic of she you was trying, she was trying to show me the gloom and doom uh-huh. of the smoke we have a choice to look at the smoke yeah or we can look at the sun trying mm. to peek through so it's up to us up to us but mm-hmm. i'm sorry that's all right <laughs> yeah any other thoughts yeah sorry just to piggyback off of that um i have a friend that recently wrote a uh a a really great blog post about um our uh our our desire to seek to seek light in in life and to uh generally that leads us towards um you know uh, uh some kind of uh artificial light you know and so we try and fill that with the art with our artificial light because we can control artificial light there you go Mm -hmm. you know and so i think that we see uh the sky and we see all these fires and we feel like something else is control of the light that we're trying that we want you know and so we're so conditioned to want to control that that i think that this is a great opportunity to let go of that control (laughs) and say okay when the sun comes around the sun comes around it's going to be great yep that's true. I can't just turn up the light. Nope. Nope. That's true. Good one, Keenan. That's that's a we like to control that whole thing. Give me more light. <laughs> if you won't give me more light, I'll make my own light, right? <laughs> LED lights. They're so bright, but boy they're weird inside the house. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, they are. It's like that's it's it's a smoke, I guess. <laughs> But it just causes the lights to be blue. It's like I'm at Kmart with a blue light special going on. It's like, what is all the blue? Oh, that's so weird. Isn't that weird? Hmm. I like normal light. 
<laughs> so no, like, hashtag no filter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I do. It's like we're, I tell my daughter, I says like, we're all wearing these cheap sunglasses that makes everything orange, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, take them off. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's time to just wait it out. And we trust that the light's above the clouds and mm-hmm. above the smoke and above all the circumstances that God is going to ultimately shine his light on us and that he is the light of the world and the light has not overcome it or not the darkness has not overcome the light yeah that there is uh, a victory of clarity and light and and boy I love that fact that we can see clearly eventually right now dark uh, we see darkly through a a mirror darkly it says in first corinthians 13 right now we see through a lens dark but ultimately we'll see face to face so we just have to wait it out yeah. patience everyone oh uh-huh, patience, patience yeah <laughs> all right well thank you both for joining me today and diving a little bit deeper into this as we start our new series which is very exciting yep. for a whole year 52 weeks wow. <laughs> it'll fly by oh yes it will <laughs> this one did yeah true yeah it's here and gone already so thank you everyone for listening to us and joining us as well um you can find us on social media just search for praise family we have facebook and instagram and you can also search for us on youtube to watch any of our past sermons um and yeah continue to stick around with us for the next year as we go through the book of john together (laughs) very good thank you all for listening and have a blessed week